You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. So Mary, you were on vacation all last week. Uh, it's so great out enjoying the wine country and other parts of uh the West Coast, but I got to tell you, while you were gone, some funny stuff was going on here, as you might imagine. And my vote for the very funniest is the United States and Joe Biden hosted, I want to stress the word, hosted a summit for democracy. Now, here's what's amusing me. A nation, the United States, where the past president can't admit he's not president anymore. He just, uh, he sent out a message this past week where he signed it, President Donald Trump. He talked about sending emissaries like he can still send ambassadors and tens of millions of Americans believe that he's still president and will someday here in their word be reinstated. Do we feel like the country to head up a summit for democracy to you? <laughs> well, you know, I, I did hear about that, like, vaguely, because as you said, I was on vacation and I was really kind of tuned out. But I, um, I did think to myself, maybe it's because there's a part of what's happening in the United States that's so normal. You know, I mean, you got Joe Biden, who's a normal guy, who's president. He's had some good stuff happen, some bad stuff happen. The right hate him. The you know, the rights news organizations like Fox News are all over him. Bad. The rest of the media is trying to be fair and balanced, as it were, to use a phrase. Um, and you know, stuff's getting done, so everything is normal. But at the same time. There's this crazy stuff going on, like you talked about, and it's not a small number of people. It's not a fringe. It's not the John Birch Society, right? I mean, how? what's the percentage of people, Republicans, who believe the election was stolen? It's huge. It's like it's, 70 it's, percent. It's, yeah, I was going to say it's 60 plus anyway, and I'd believe 70. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you're probably right, but it's in that range. So I do think it's ironic, I guess, that we're hosting a summit on democracy when our democracy is in peril. So I think the other thing, and as you know, people um, might know, since I was on uh, vacation, I stopped in Chicago when we had dinner on Saturday night on our way back to Cleveland. And, um, and we were talking about this topic because it's so fascinating. And I think one of the solutions that you, that your partner, that my husband came up with is better civics education. Is I'm not so sure many Americans understand what democracy is, what it means, what a peaceful transfer of power is. Um, you know, just the basic tenets of a democracy. If you ask most Americans, I don't know how many most is, but a lot of Americans, and clearly the dudes that think that 
Trump is still president, they wouldn't understand that as just a not even an intellectual matter, just a practical matter. No, they wouldn't. And let me give you an example of their not very far ago history. Gore and Bush. Now, there is real reason to wonder whether George Bush actually won the vote in Florida. Because we stopped the count, right? It's not like we finished it all up. The court decided that. Do know out of that election that if you take the whole nation, Al Gore won more popular votes. So those are things that are, that are there. And let's say uh, somebody, a Democrat perhaps, wants to say, you know what? I think in many ways Al Gore actually won that election. Yeah, they probably have reason to say that. But that election went to the Electoral College, went through the Supreme Court to get there, was certified by the Senate. So everybody, including Al Gore himself, said, okay, a little hinky on the popular vote, but the way we work as a country, we go to the Electoral College, the votes are cast, they're certified by the House. That does it. That settles the whole whole thing. That's kind of basic civics, isn't it? And yet that, and maybe it's the ignorance you're talking about, that doesn't apply to 2020 in the mind of Republicans. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, a great example and one that is in most Americans' memory. Not, you know, I suppose not if you're younger than 30 or 35, but, and I and you and I've talked about this and I've thought about this a lot since because when that happened, I remember it so well when the court made its decision and thinking, wow, this really sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, the court has basically weighed in and decided that George Bush is going to be president. It felt like a political decision at the time, but on the other hand, the democracy, the country, the system required us to accept that and for Gore, most importantly, to accept it, which he did, because if you ran the parallel, you would have Gore in Tennessee. I think that's where he lives. That's where he's from. I don't know where he lives. Let's just assume he lives there, pretending as if he's the president and getting the not just the fringe of the Democratic Party, but a majority of the Democratic Party continued to be worked up. You know, it's, we always talk about this counter history and having, I don't think MSNBC existed at the time, but let's assume they did. And getting that, you know, having its own media outlets, continuing to talk about um, the the election had been stolen that the court had given the election to Bush when Gore had actually been president. I can't even imagine that happening. And at the time, John, what many people myself said was that's because the Democrats fundamentally believe in the system and believe that for the system to work we all have to accept um, 
these kinds of actions, whether it's by the court, by the electoral college, you know, whichever lever of government is working. One of the things that it feels like today, and it is amazing that we're in this place, is that the other party, the Republican Party, does not believe in the fundamental um, processes, systems, and norms of governing. What they believe in is winning. That's it. So if they couldn't win the last time by just declaring they had won and going to court, what they're going to do this time is change the personnel to um, have the process not work as it was designed to work. Because if that's what it takes to win, that's what they'll do. Because they don't fundamentally believe in the democratic processes that we've come to live by. And, you know, the risk to us as a country is huge. But I always keep asking myself, why, why, why? You know what I mean? What is it that makes, that would allow what is otherwise an intelligent, I think in many cases, um, person to say, we'll change the system so that we always win. And I think that it's, you know how you always talk about the culture wars? I think it's two things. It's the um, fear of white people losing power. And that's, and that's part like of a very fundamentalist Christianity. And it's this fear of socialism, socialism being the stand-in for redistributing some of the wealth in the country. I don't mean a re communist redistribution, but you know what I mean. The tax, the rich kind of thing. Those two issues, and maybe they're all of a piece, I think are what caused them to say, we need to make sure we win. Otherwise, we live in a multi-racial um, society that helps poor people. And we don't want that. No, we don't want that. And I, I was interested yesterday, uh, people may know, may not know, on Sunday morning, your and my tradition, our practice, maybe not a tradition, is even though we're in different cities, we both turn on Meet the Press, and then we text really smart things to each other. Uh, <laughs> that, about, that's the inception of sibling talk, John. Yesterday, no, I'm going to mess up his name. name. The senator, senator from Kansas, Kansas senator, senator Roger somebody. It's not Summers, it's somebody. The, the honorable senator from Kansas was on. And he is the guy who introduced legislation that actually passed the Senate to defund any kind of vaccination mandate. Uh, and he was there to explain that. And he, I mean, he gave the most ludicrous explanation ever. It turned out we should not worry about vaccination mandates. We should worry about senior citizens, old people, who are not getting their boosters. That's oh, that was the key item. True, it was your, it's, it's your fault, number it one. It is. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. But you know what interested me is whenever Chuck Todd would ask him about vaccination mandates or the election or anything, like on the election, he would pivot to, I care about election integrity. Uh, Brené Brown, the psychologist, 
likes to use a phrase. She talks about the story we tell ourselves. I don't think these conservatives sit at home thinking, we're going to corrupt democracy. We're going to get rid of it. The story they tell themselves is, we're here to protect the country against uh, election corruption, which is largely people of color who shouldn't be voting or something like that. But they've like concocted this story. They don't talk about to pick up guns and go out and shoot people. They talk about second amendment rights. And so they've created an illusion that suppressing votes, changing elections are actually all really good things to do. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, it doesn't not, make sense. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I think it's a, uh, a good analysis of the psychology because if you said to that guy, um, who's a doctor, by the way, so the, the whole vaccine mandate thing was was puzzling. But if you said to him, you know, so you don't believe in democracy, you don't believe that the guy who loses has to accept the loss, he would say, no, no, that's not what it's about in any way. It's to that expression, election integrity. And one of the things that I heard that I found fascinating, um, I think this was Michigan, the people trying to change the system in, in Michigan is that the Democrats used the pandemic to allow people to vote by mail or by drop-off. So instead of saying, wow, this was a great experiment in expanding the franchise, and it proved to us that we could do this safely and securely, that would have been... I think uh, a rational uh, dis discussion of how the change in voting because of the pandemic actually was an improvement. Um, they saw that as the Democrats trying to not just to misuse the, the system, but take an opportunity to get more people to vote. The thing that's frustrating about that argument is, yes, we want more people to vote. Right? That's how the system works. You get as many people out there to vote as you can. And then whoever they vote for, we accept that and say, okay, this is who's running our country now. Whether we like it or not, we'll live with it. It's only two years or four years or however long the term is. I think the thing that um, maybe the calculation is the way to put it, that some of these folks are making is that if you let if you expand the franchise and everyone is voting, then their chances of winning are, are minimized and to stay in power to change the rules. The irony is, John, I don't think that's true. I think they have a message that can win if they play fair and square. And um, so that's kind of, how do I say it? It's, it's sad in a way that they are so afraid that that the the voters of colors of colors other than white will not vote for them, that they have stopped making the argument to you know to everyone, all voters, and said, "Come join us. We have the answer for you." So it's it's um and there's a lot being written about this. This amazing article in the Atlantic about the system being rigged 
and what it's going to look like going forward. So it won't be the last time we've talked about it unless freedom of speech is a victim of the coming end of democracy. Wow. And you and I will be like hiding out in our basements on the phone, waiting for the knock on the door coming to shut down sibling talk. Exactly. Ooh, Ooh that, that, could, that could happen. All that's right. That's scary. Talk to Bye. you. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.